another week on the Amen.net radio internet thing or whatever it's called. I don't know anymore. Uh, so that was Five and a Penny. You don't know where your interests lie. That came out in 1968 through Polydor Records on a single. And I'm not going to talk too much right now because, as luck would have it, the big order of food that I just had delivered to my house arrived pretty much at the same time that I needed to start the show, even though I ordered it far in advance. But, you know, what can you do? It's still pretty good that there's somebody even willing to bring food to my house for cash payment. I, I can't take them for granted. So I'm going to play a song by Neighbors Burning Neighbors next. This is Softly from the Softly Grace EP, I guess you could call it. It's just those two songs, and they put that out this year through Subroutine Records. I guess this marks, I've played all their songs, at least what they have on Bandcamp at this point, uh, which is just four songs, but I'll probably play those songs again because they're all really good, as is this one. Um... And yeah, other than that, I don't have anything too wacky for this week. Zach will be here in the second half of the show. Uh, A usual just big pile of weird music to play for you, I guess for lack of better terms, and me trying to cobble a a show together uh, in a hurry, which is perfectly normal. So yeah, here we go. We'll... We'll get the ball rolling, and then that way I can eat food and you can have something better to listen to than me.
town Looking round But you could Not be found Might as well Let you go Maybe you should Not your man Even though Always take Never give Losing my Will to live Just cause I
waiting for my border. I'm waiting for my border. I never find my cactus. 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 was the Guilty Pleasures with Border from their new EP through Douche 2. It's called Fell Down a Hole. And yeah, big old thanks to the Douche 2 people for ever so kindly sending me uh, that EP in advance for me to listen to. So that's just one of the many fine songs you'll find therein. It's also on their Bandcamp page, so you can go there and have a little listen to that. Um, then there was, before that, Soft and Dumb with Computer from Out of Bed, which they recently put out. Uh, Potpourri, Pool Blue Blues from First Dance. Uh, I've been playing songs from that. They had two or three up early, but the, the actual album just released the other day. And I haven't listened to it all yet, unfortunately. I've been real busy, but... I really like that song, and I like all the others I've heard, so I have good reason to believe that perhaps many other songs found on that record are also good. So, uh, yeah, I'll post the link to that later, and that came out through Bingo Records. Then there was Helena Mayadanik with Yuz Raz Bilo Talk. Who knows if I'm saying that correctly or not. Uh, came out in a single in 1965 through Polsky Nagarina Musa. Then there was Ernie Chafin, Feel in Love, from a 1957 single by means of London American, and started it with Neighbors Burning Neighbors, softly uh, put out this year by Subroutine Records. And the reason why I'm rambling even quicker than usual is because uh, Zach just tipped me off to the fact that his schedule was a little wonkier than expected, and it might be sensible for us to give that man a call right now. Let's do that. I hope I keep my mailman hoagies to back away from Zach. The maniac. <laughs> the hound dog himself. What's going on there? Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, man. I got some cold feet. Yeah. That's the doomsday scenario. It is. It's doomsday. It's not... not I do not have metaphorically cold feet. My feet in, in, in my feet inside my mind are very warm, but I have very literal cold feet. My feet are my toes are very cold right now. It's That's an outdoor festival, is it? Here, in fact, it is. Oh boy! Yeah, and in, in fact, it is. And the wind is going bananas today. Yeah, it's, it's, the wind is very, very uh, wild uh, out there. So I'm gonna. We put some pop filters on the on the mics, so you know it won't be. It, it'll be me howling and not the wind. <laughs> I, I think you know, <laughs> best case scenario. The mics will stay nice and warm um, with those cozy pop filters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I need some pop filters on my mouth to <laughs> filter out all the shit that comes out of it. <laughs> I wonder if they sell those on Amazon. www.amazon.com mouth filters. Yeah. Shut me! Shut my big mouth. 
I could definitely nice. use a bunch of those. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, I'd be changing. I'd be changing them out all the time. Yeah, you know, they'd get all get like, too much carbon dioxide in there. Exactly. They'd just be like toxic <laughs> with all the stuff that they're filtering out pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is, I think we're really on to something here. I think we gotta we gotta get this we gotta get this bad boy off the ground. This is a startup. Yep. I can't believe. I hope no one's listening because <laughs> if anyone, <laughs> anyone who's listening, turn your radio off right now. Yep. Don't listen. This is we're coming up with something big here. Don't. Uh, this is copyrighted. I just copyrighted this while we were doing this. So don't don't think you're gonna steal our big. This is our retirement plan here. It is, it's, <laughs> and it's, no one's getting a hold of it. In fact, just a, a really peculiar way for us to promote the product, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, you can buy the product on www.amazon.com slash mouthfilter. Uh, and we appreciate your business. Um, don't if you It's copyrighted. If you put out one of your own, you're going to be we'll sue your ass. That's the fact, Jack. we got a crack, <laughs> we got a crack legal team, and... Uh, yeah, they'll hunt you down, and they'll put they'll they'll make you pay the piper. <laughs> they will. I had something I was meaning to tell you this before yeah. I forget about it. Uh, this weekend, I had Mexican goulash in a can or from a can. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I did, goulash. I never considered that a Mexican dish. What did they do? <laughs> what did they do? What did they do to put a bunch of oregano in there or something? What did they do to make it a Mexican goulash? Well, I think of that as like an Eastern European. That's what I thought was really amusing about it when I was at the store and I seen this because it was like goulash took a trip overseas and then came back with a sombrero or something, at least in my mind. <laughs> but um, yeah, the result it, was le- a lot less how, interesting than that. It was basically there was oh yeah, no. I was really I mean it, was, it didn't taste bad but it was just like not at all what I was anticipating I don't even know what that is what I was anticipating but um, yeah the the bottom line is that it was pretty much just a can of beans with uh, a couple of like not even anything spicy in there uh, so yeah can of beans with like a couple of uh, like green pepper and red pepper things chopped up in it and then like a a couple more chunks of meat than you'd expect out of like a, a beans and ham kind of scenario, uh, but the were the were the beans like processed? Were they like mush? No, there were. It's kind of like when you just buy a regular can of beans with the tomato sauce. Then it's like those kind of. Oh beans. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like exactly that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Um, so it sounds like you had chili. It wasn't, I think the chili part, I mean, it was definitely closer to chili than it would have been goulash, I'll put it that way. But it wasn't even re- really at chili <laughs> threshold, so yeah, it was really confusing when I when I encountered what was on the inside of the can. Man, that's a, that's a total bummer. I got a, I had a, I had a great meal this weekend that I'm still enjoying, there, near, uh, near the, uh, the online festival that I'm playing, there's a, uh, place called tomahawk pizza yeah and they have you can get an 18 inch pizza with one topping i mean that's a that's giant pizza for anybody who doesn't know i mean who for anybody who's on the metric system it i'll just say that's an incredibly large pizza i got it for 10 bucks that is a good deal a steal yep i'm still eating it i i you know 
Uh, Tabitha and I had some on Friday night. I ate some yesterday, and I'm getting ready to scarf some down before, like right after I play, I'd say today. So, man, I'm really, that was some value. Ten bucks for three meals, essentially. What was your one topping? It's, it was good. <laughs> Onions. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's there's so many idea. lackluster toppings on pizza. I, uh, there's so many things that they put on pizza that I detest. I hate green peppers on a pizza. It's like putting water on a pizza. It's like you got you got a you got a pizza down there and you just pour a big glass of water on it and eat it. That's what green peppers taste like to me on a pizza. I hate a, a crisp green pepper on a pizza. Just <laughs> I just throw it in the trash. I would never eat that. Yeah. Tabitha was trying to get the green peppers and I had to just put my foot down. No no green peppers. And mush I you know mushrooms sometimes. But it's really Sometimes they don't. They just like put the mushrooms under the cheese, and if it's under the cheese, they don't really cook very well. So it's yeah. like a big slime ball that you're eating. And I'm not wild about that. It's like you know, I'm, I'm, I don't eat meat, so there's so many things that I I can't get on a pizza. So I usually just I like the crispness of an onion on a pizza. You know, you're biting in, you got the mush of the cheese, but then you got that nice crispness of an onion. And I just love onions in general. Onions and garlic. If if garlic was an option. I would put that on there. Have you ever had a pickle pizza? Where did I... I had that. I think it was in Lithuania, and it was actually pretty good. I love a pickle. It's like ranch dressing, pickles, and cheese. That's all it is. Oh, man. <laughs> I go gaga for the, for those. I, I, I'll make those probably five to ten times a year, every year. And this is about the season. It's getting into pizza and soup season for me. I, I hadn't had pizza for... I, I do like pizza, but I hadn't had pizza for like four months. I didn't eat pizza at all in the summer. And even in the late spring when it got hot, no pizza. Now it is officially pizza and soup season here for me. But I'm really particular about my what goes on it, you know. I mean, I'm just happy with a cheese pizza. I have nuts, you know, if, if they put the appropriate amount of cheese on there, I'm happy as a clam with that. But I do like the crispness of an onion. Provided What's they your don't go-to? Put, what do you put? What do you? Uh, onions are definitely a go-to for me. I had a pizza last night, and they did not chop up the vegetables sufficiently. So it was like a piece of green oh, pepper no. on there that was about like half the size of my finger, and I, I was not impressed by that. And the, the give me a break. <laughs> the uh, the onion pieces were also too large to a point where they didn't get that that kind of crispy element like you're talking about, which is also something I'm into. Oh no, yeah. I mean, it still wasn't. Yeah, it could have been. Could have been worse, but it, it could have been better in terms of the, the vegetable element. Anyway, other than that, it was it was half decent pizza. But they got to work on their prep there. Are you a are you a, a slice man or are you a square man? Do you like the square? Do you like the square little square pieces or do you like the? Are you like the slices? Yeah, I'm I'm into the slices, but to be honest, I usually just go for, go buy the whole pizza and, and eat the whole pizza myself. Like I'm that much for just going into a pizza place <laughs> and getting a slice. Like that's just so half-assed. You you know, go big or go home here. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Well, you're getting ripped off if you get a slice. You're paying two dollars for one piece of a pizza, whereas you could have eight pieces of a pizza for you know, a pre- definitely cheaper than just. And, you know, $2 is cheap for a slice of pizza. You know, really, you're probably paying $3, $3.50 for a big slice of pizza. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's where they get you in this world. You got to get the whole thing, or just don't get anything at all. If, if you get li- if you get a little piece of something, that's where they get you. Yep. That's where they, you know, that's that's where the owners of this world get you. They they want you to just get a slice because the slice is more is le- is way less expensive for them and way more expensive for you. They want you to just get go in and just get a slice. We'll offer you a slice. Yeah, right, Jack. <laughs> this is not my first rodeo. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, we're inadvertently also advertising for like cash and carry bulk purchase grocery stores too, I guess, with all this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we should we should really get a sponsor for this. We should get a couple sponsors for this section. I think that there's there's some there's some there's some products out there that I put my uh, I put my stamp of approval on. I like a good product. I'm a product man. <laughs> I love new products. <laughs> I love products. Let's get let's get some let's get some cash in this program out there. What you, what you got out there, listeners? You got a you got a product? Send it to me. Let me try it. If it's any good, I'll put my stamp of approval on on there. You can make me a shirt and I'll wear it as you know as like a, a merchandiser essentially. The human let's, billboard. <laughs> hire us. Yeah, hire us, baby. We're at, we're we're for sale. <laughs> Name name the price. We're for sale. We'll we'll buy in, baby. Yeah, you just got to find who, <laughs> who's buying. Or yeah, that that's the question. I hope there's some pizza. I hope there's some pizza industry people listening to this right now. <laughs> I think this is a very this is a very pizza industry focused program. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I know I know there's some folks out there that that's, that's got a got a pizzeria. I know there's people out there slinging pies. Let us sling them for you, baby. We'll we'll make the we'll make the sale we'll make the grade what what you got Even let us try it it's the weekend put some onions on there chop them up right you know that big pizza is listening right now even though they're supposed to be off doing non pizza related things for one or two days a week they couldn't resist but listen to what yeah we're oh yeah yep. they got to keep up with the industry yeah. this is an industry program. <laughs> They got to keep up with the industry. They got to they got to learn what their consumers want, what the consumers need, and what this consumer wants is a nice pickle pizza, baby. Put it on the menu. Yeah. Put it on. Put put. There needs to be more restaurants with pickle pizzas on the menu, and that's just that's the simple facts of life. I don't know what to tell you all out there. Yeah. What time? Well, are I'm on getting there the today, cue that. Uh, Oh, you're getting the cue now. What's that? I say, what time are you on I'm today, I'm getting the cue, yeah. Yeah. Uh, soonish. Yeah, it's supposed to be on at noon, but there was like a, it was because they were running 15 minutes behind, perhaps. I think I'm getting the 10 or 15 minute cue, perhaps that was. I don't think I'm getting the, because I've already did my sound check and mic check and all that crap. So that's all. That's all taken care of. I got a crack mandolin player playing with me today, man. It's uh, we're gonna play some. We're gonna play some loser music, some born to lose music, some uh, existential country. I'm really getting into that term, existential country. It is very all encompassing for what. Yeah, the idea is for the the podcast slash. Stuff that you and I just generally talk about country-wise. Yeah, because it deals, you know, it, it, it's a philosophy that deals with the complex problems of existence, you know? And what music does that the best? You know, 
I mean, if you trace country music back, it's it, you can trace it back to the troubadours. Really, you can, it, it you know it's it, it's a if you if you trace back what people are doing playing country music now, it's the troubadour. It's the medieval troubadour can, uh, tradition. They're following that tradition, and those people talk. They, those people talked about what Porter Wagner called the cold hard facts of life. <laughs> you know, I love I love that. Term, I love that song. You know, you could almost you could almost call a podcast that. It could almost be called that. The cold hard facts of life. <laughs> I love that title. You know, yep. kind of says it all. And that's a good record too. That whole record is great. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, he. You know, he seems like his persona, Porter Wagner's persona, seems kind of like a softy. You know, he's like an old white-haired gentleman. Always dressed to the tees, always got a nudie suit on, always, you know, always looking his best, very spiffy. But man, he wrote some deranged, deranged songs. Like the songs that he, have you ever heard that uh, uh, song that he, it's like a duet between he and Dolly Parton called Daddy Come and Get Me? <laughs> no, I have not heard that one. It's a song where Dolly Parton goes crazy because her, because her lover leaves her. And they put her in a men- mental institution, and she's calling Porter Wagner, who is her daddy in this situation, which is pretty strange because they clearly had a romantic relationship. But she's calling Porter Wagner and saying, "Daddy, come and get me." I, I, I'm, you know, and she's explaining how rough the condition, essentially how rough the conditions are <laughs> in the mental institution that they slap, clap, trapped her in, and. Uh, and then Porter Wagner comes on at the end and does like a voiceover. Just he doesn't even sing. He does like a, a voiceover monologue, talking about his daughter and and you know the fact that she's like essentially lost touch with reality. It's it's a brutal, terrifying song. You know they did they do it they did it so well and and you know he wrote it. He just he's a dark guy. <laughs> I mean, he, he spent time at a mental institution. You know, that's where Rubber Room came out of, came came from. It was it was, it was his life. He was in a Rubber Room. <laughs> yep. They were protecting him from himself. You know, um, yeah. so he, he could. It wasn't uh, it wasn't show for him. This was things he was dealing with. To your point about not just calling it outsider country. That's why it's stuff like that but even some of the, the big names are worth mentioning in, in amongst the context of exactly yeah. I, I listened to I listened to a Conway Twitty song earlier you know Con, Conway Twitty is about as insider as you can really be with country music it's called Little Boy Blue and it's it's a like, incredibly tragic painful um, upsetting song but it's Conway Twitty, you know, but I'd say it would still, you, you'd still put it, I would still put it, you couldn't put it in something called outcast country. He's not an outcast, he's a, certainly an incast, but he, um, he, uh, he, he still wrote and performed incredibly existential songs. So yeah, that's, that's really the, the meaning for that, for that term. You know, you got, you, you've got to include people like Porter Wagner and, and uh, I mean, I'd include Randy. I'd include a Randy Travis song or two. You know, there's a song that Randy Travis wrote on his on his first record about, um, you know, basically he's cheating on his wife, and he talks about his life, and it's really painful and tragic. He talks about, you know, like he's 
he's getting old, he's losing his hair, he goes to work at a job he hates every day, his kids hate him, his wife is cold to him, and so it's a song that essentially justifies him, like, going out and finding the younger woman and cheating, you know, it's called Why I Cheat, <laughs> and it's, <laughs> you know, Randy Travis is as insider as you can be with country music, but that's a, that's a incredible song yeah i'd say his, his, his whole first record is is full of like and you know profoundly existential country music but you know he's he kind of lost his way along the along the way until he until he finally got completely naked and drove his corvette and fought a bunch of cops and lost <laughs> he finally he, he came full circle back to being a complete a complete deranged lunatic criminal which is how i prefer him <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll at least yeah. have to try and listen to that that first record then. You know, I, I got to try and be open about this <laughs> stuff. Yeah, you know, it's. I'd, I'd say I'd want the cutoff for it to be like in the eighty, maybe mid eighties. I wouldn't want anything in the two thousands at all. I'd say anything anything past two thousand is something I wouldn't want to really cover because it's people that are following a tradition too closely. You know, you look at you look at somebody like George, George Jones. He's playing country music, but he's playing with it within his own. He created his own idiom for it. You know, it's it came from this like profound existential uh, mindset that recreated the music in his image. I don't think that there's a lot of that going on right now. You know, there's that that came from someone that no one could do it like that. You know, it came from it's a profoundly personal take on country music, which is. Really, you know, to me, is really important to try and capture, and I think that there's a lot of that out there, and there's a lot of people that are really forgotten, entirely forgotten, that I would like to remember, you know, pay tribute to, because there's people have a really particular idea of what country music is, and it's really a, an incredibly broad, vast, um, you know, otherworldly kind of. Uh, uh, music that encompasses any you know anything and everything but it deals with the problems of existence in a way that i don't think any uh, any other type of music does as comprehensively it follows that troubadour tradition that is where the wellsprings of creativity and writing come from in music i think you know yeah i, I wouldn't disagree with any of that <laughs> to put it very briefly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we're on, yeah, we're on the same page. Um, well, yeah, I, I had better I had better run and kind of get ready, maybe warm my toes up a little bit if it's possible. And uh, but as always, my friend, uh, thank you for thank you for talking with me. It's been a real thrill as always. We've went everywhere from pizza to Randy Travis and. <laughs> And, and everywhere in between here and uh, mouth filters and I think we've covered every base that we can possibly cover in this 15 to 20 minutes yep we, we got through everything that needed to be said definitely so yeah, <laughs> yeah. For, for today yeah. there will be plenty more to say next week next next time but yeah I think t- today I think I, I, I I've, I've exhausted all the important topics that are on my mind pizza mouth filters and Travis <laughs> all right pal have a good show and thanks for being on here i'll be talking to you i'm sure i'm sure pretty soon 
Absolutely. My pleasure, my honor, my friend. I'll be seeing you. Be seeing you. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, there he goes. All right. So, yeah, on, on the topic of country music, keep it thematical here. Uh, I'm going to play Autry Inman's Farther to Go Than I've Been next from 1960. I've got
tail of a 280-pound shoe sale from 1966. Uh, it's taken from their album Across the Board that Ace Records put out. And then there was Tumbas before that, Le K Nos Un Nos Sepra from their album Dolor, which I've played a few things from on, on this radio show because it's such a good record. And what does the title of that song mean, Google Translate? What unites us separates us. And how is it properly pronounced? Lo que nos une, nos separa. Yeah, I didn't even say it remotely close to what it's supposed to be. Uh, then there was... Oh yeah, that came out this year through uh, Batcave and Symphony of Destruction. Uh, then also something else from this year, Wax Chattels with Yokohama from their new album Clock, put out by Capture Tracks. Uh, I heard, and you heard, I hope, maybe, uh, The Panics before that. The song was Sham. I don't know when that actually came out or who put it out because it's part of this compilation called Fast Track, uh, released in 1996 by Satan Records. That's who's responsible for that compilation, anyway. Um, then there was War Cake, The Water's Fine from The Embers on Us, which just came out. And that's a really good one. Uh, yeah, you'll be able to find that on their Bandcamp page that I'll post a link to later. And I played stuff by them last week, too. So, uh, it's all because I like what they do. And then I started with Autry Inman. Further to go than I've been from 1960. And actually, I didn't even look at who put that out. I mean, does it really matter so much? Uh, just for my own curiosity. Yeah, United Artists put that out. So, I guess the usual show sequencing is a little out of whack because I talked to Zach earlier than usual. But uh, we'll do the theme set next this week. It's the satanic set, is what I'm going to call it. So uh, we'll start with Sonny Burns and Devil's Disciple, put out also by United Artists. Uh, It was the year 1962 this single was released. When love goes out the window The hearts of broken men When I cast my spell upon you There's nothing you can do I'm the devil's disciple Shake hands with Mr. Blue When she walked out and left you I brought misery to your mind The pain you feel inside you now will just increase with time you wish you'd never met me many times before I'm through I'm the devil's disciple shake hands with Mr. Blue Drops for 
the floor with you While you wear out your shoes I'm the devil's disciple Shake hands with Mr. Blue
And the owls would hoot mournfully I grew up believing my soul had been claimed And the devil was laughing at me The people all said that my mind was no good There was madness and hate in my eyes Wild with the drink, I shot old Charlie Lynx And they sent me to prison for life I had a girl they call Lucille V. Dream We met and we loved secretly She'd hold me inside, but the owls would cry Like the devil was laughing at me And the devil was laughing at me I'd just been in prison for three weeks or more When Lucille's first letter arrived She said she expected a baby that fall And she wanted me there by her side I stabbed the first guard and I strangled two more Determined that I would be free The searchlights were beamed and the hood owl screamed Like the devil was laughing at me When I reached Lucille's there were lights in the house And there in the hallway I found Lucille lying dead with a gun at her head With crimson on her cotton gown I ran from the house to the swamps that I knew As I ran I heard the hounds bay And one other sound that was running me down The devil was laughing at me They caught me in here on the gallows I stand They'll drop me to eternity One moment of fear and the last sound I hear Is the devil laughing at me Make yourself a drink, baby. No, thanks, Dutch. Who are you, and how did you get in here? I'm the locksmith, and I'm the locksmith. You've all heard of me and the things I've done. Satan chauffeur, don't play for fun. This coach is full with firebreds, deeds, and I know every one of your wrong deeds. 
name is on a page of our big book. Rich man, poor man, thief or crook, and it makes no difference how you moan. Oh, Satan and I want to hear you groan. Don't come to us on bended knees. We won't hear one of your false pleas. You had your chance, but passed it by. Come on, sinner, now let's hear you cry. You'll beg, you'll plead, you'll bow your head. As you recall what the good book said, thou shalt not lie, thou shalt not steal, but Satan's court grants no appeal. When you ride with us, it'll be too late. Fire and brimstone will be your fate, and you can't turn this wagon back. Satan Shover is a driving this high. Don't come to us on bended knees. We won't hear one of your false pleas. You had your chance and passed it by. Come on, sinner, now let's hear you Boy who lives down. 
He just thought of whoever he was working with in the studio thought it would be a cool idea to overlay a couple of different drum uh, tracks from that same arrangement, and then yeah, it turned out to be kind of kind of weird, kind of sloppy. I don't, I don't know. Uh, there was Jimmy Minor before that, Satan Chauffeur from the 1960 Mercury record single. Uh, then there was Jimmy Newman, The Devil Was Laughing at Me. From a Decca record single put out in 1967. Gingillette, before that, Train to Satanville from 1961 through Musicon. And I started off the Satanic set with Sonny Burns, Devil's Disciple, from 1962 through United Artists. I have still a lot more music to play before we get to the end of the show in about 40 minutes, so hopefully I can play it all. If not, I guess then there's always next week. Uh, I'm going to play something by Blush Scars, who I started off last week's show with uh, something of theirs. This song is Surveillance. It also comes from CCTV, um, which they put out this year. That whole EP is just top-notch. That's going to be one of my favorites in the year, I think. 
and I don't think there's much else I need to say, so...
Segredos to escape Paul. Espeso. Espeso. Okay. Um, then we heard Cherry Pickles with Laura from their new release, The Juice That's Worth the Squeeze, put out by PNKSLM, the label, that is. Uh, then there was Francois with Hum Hum, Hum Hum, something like that. So exciting, each hum deserves its own exclamation point, as indicated by the song title. Uh, it was released on a single in 1970 in France by Foyer. Then there was the Debs Under a Streetlight, which is kind of a weird thing to do if you're trying to get somebody's attention. Uh, but anyway, that came out in 1965 through Mercury on a single. Then it was Ravioli Me Away, Temporary Lifestyle from Living is a Myth, put out in 2016 by Upset the Rhythm. Played something by them the other week, and, you know, it just seemed like a good idea to do that again. And uh, speaking of which, blushed scars to start surveillance from CCTV. I think I'm just going to announce the songs that I have coming up next and not pop back on and back announce them. Maybe I'll even toss in another one at the end of this set, because I don't know if it'll be enough time to make it to the two-hour mark or not. But I've done enough talking. You've probably heard enough of me talking for one week. So, uh, yeah, I'll play the Rondells next. Backbeat number one from a 1961... uh, A 1961 London record single. Then it'll be Karen Prohaska from East Germany, or at least this was where she was based from. I don't know where she was from. Um, Jung gefreit hat nie gereut. I like this one because it's, sure, it's a little kind of just East Germany in its uh, a little orchestral, not too rocking, but the, the drums and xylophone action in it are pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, you be the judge. Then, uh, yeah, that, that was released from what I found by a label called Victoria Records on a single, but almost everything in East Germany was put out by Amiga, so I don't know if maybe she had some, some kind of a deal with people in West Germany for this too or what, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's all I found on that so far. Um, speaking of East Germany, I'll play After Karen Prohaska, a song by Taffy called Sleepover. They're based in Berlin, and this is from a three-song EP known as Princess Pillow that they just put out, and they actually put out another three-song EP uh, to coincide with the release of this one, so I'll post the link to their Bandcamp page after this all wraps up, and you can listen to both of them if you want. Um, And what do you know, I was looking at their stuff online today, and they just launched their first, or I guess their Facebook page for the group. And they only had like five likes, so I think I think we should give them some more. I'm sure they'll be getting a lot more pretty soon anyway, but uh, yeah, you can be amongst the first if you're so inclined. After Taffy, we'll hear The Millionaires with Haunted Train from a 1959 Char Records single. 
And I'll probably wrap it up with Six Finger Satellite Laughing Larry. I'll at least play that song. Maybe I'll play something after. I don't know. Uh, from their album, The Pigeon is the Most Popular Bird, put out in 1993 by Sub Pop. So, yeah, thanks for being here, as always. And I'll be back again next week. I'm on vacation. So you'd think that maybe I could put together a really good show with all that extra time I have on my hands. Uh, you never know. So... I'll definitely be back to do a show. We'll see as to what quality that show is. But uh, I, I remain optimistic. So, yeah, um, that's, that's it for me. I'll talk to you next week. All this crap and more here on allman.net. Bye.
Stop the hammering out there. Who's got a hammer? Where is it? I don't know. It's Where's the hammer? It's is it on the... Uh, go up on the other floor. Somebody go up there and stop the hammering. Stop the hammering. Call fucking Phil Griffin. I don't care who the fuck you have to call. Stop the hammering. Empty out the goddamn control room and find out where this is going on. It's either there or there. Or out there somewhere. Fucking out of control shit.
look after yourself, as they always say, because no one else will. Let us get the fuck out of here. I'll be seeing you. And you.